The presenting sponsor of Moon Tower Soccer is FVF Law. To find out what makes FVF a different kind of injury law firm, you can visit FVF.law. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening to Moon Tower Soccer. This week, we break some news. We will discuss some other roster news and rumors, and we'll, we'll be joined by the official Moon Tower Soccer Games Master, Marcelo Tesson, to go over the results from our over-under prediction show earlier this year. My name's Landon Cottom, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Jeremiah Bentley. Hey, everybody. I am Jeremiah Bentley. And Landon, have you watched any Major League Soccer playoffs yet so far? I have watched some of them. Uh, and I think the reason I've watched some of them, and maybe not all of them, has to do a little bit with the uh, the playoff format this year, which is a best of three format, meaning the first games are they, they don't mean nothing, but they're not entirely determinant of what the what the final result is going to be. Right. Like, uh, have you watched any and do you like like what are your thoughts on this new format? Oh, I have a very easy answer to that. No, I have watched none of them. And once <laughs> once I once the first games are over and I know which second games I should care about, then I will start to watch them. And I think this format is terrible. Um, and I get kind of why I guess for the sake of Apple, hopefully having more games on TV results in more people watching games. But I kind of feel like the league nailed the format last year, where it's one through seven and the first place team got home field advantage, and then like the higher C got a home field advantage everywhere around. And it was like every game mattered. And so I was super disappointed after it felt like this league, which has struggled in terms of playoff formats for a long time, finally nailed it, that they just kind of upended the whole thing and changed it all up for this year. Yeah. I, I don't think it's entirely bad. Uh, I, I do like that if there's going to be multiple games that there's no aggregate score or like away goal, anything. I, I know a lot of people like that. And I think that's probably just because it's what they're used to with like European competitions. I, I really hate the fact that one game affects the outcome of another. And so like last night we watched sporting Kansas city wreck St. Louis going into this second game you would likely see Kansas city just shut it down and try to be defensive the whole time. And that's boring. Like, I hate that. I like that. If you're losing really bad in the first game, you can just throw everything you have and try to win that game because the goal differential isn't going to matter. I like that part of it. But as to your point earlier, like this, this first game, like I would be willing to put a lot of money that there's like an enormous gulf into the amount of viewers for these first games and the amount of viewers for what the second and third games are going to be. So yeah, for that reason, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think the one game thing though, this version of it is probably more fair than the one game thing. And I think the better teams are more likely to come out of these three game, three game series. I think MLS should lean into being MLS and just go for maximum fun all the time. Yeah, or do that, or do that for every round. So it's also weird that there's like a three 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 game series in the first round, and then we revert back to to like one game series in the rest of the rounds. Like either buy into it or don't. Yeah, that's strange too. I, I mean, functionally, the the playoffs would just last way too long if they did that. But it, oh, yeah, totally. again, it's I weird mean, it's to do it to do, in one yeah. round and not the others. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's get into some Austin FC news. So the first news is news that 
you heard first from Moon Tower Soccer's Twitter feed, which is not generally a thing that we say on this show. No, I like, but sometimes people tell us things. And we feel obligated <laughs> when multiple people tell us things to report the things that we've heard. So, yes, that would be that Nick Lima is gone from Austin, likely gone from this Austin this offseason and likely headed to New England. So we don't, yeah, what, let's report start with a lot like, of what, rumors. Like start with, let's start with like, no. yeah, okay, that's fine. I was like, how confident are you that we know what we know? Which parts of this do you feel confident in? Yeah. So first of all, I would like to say that the first time I mentioned Nick Lima being a trade target on the show, I didn't actually know anything. That was, that was me oh, really? just Nostradamusing into the future and and saying like I think this is a guy who who has trade value and we'll we'll get into that here in a little bit. The second time I had heard a little bit of news, uh, like a rumor essentially, but couldn't verify it. But then Jeremiah was able to kind of like bring the other half of the locket together with some information he picked up, and with that enough, that was like enough to say like okay, we're quite confident this is happening. We think the destination is the New England Revolution. Uh, what we don't know is the trade terms. Like, what are we getting back from this? Is it going to be allocation money or a player? We don't know this yet. Um, I guess what would you want to see coming back? Like, what what would the other half of the terms need to be for you to think this is a good deal? I almost think I would rather have the allocation. I mean, obviously a decent amount of allocation money, but like allocation money that allows Burrell some more flexibility given how restricted we know Austin is to make moves during this offseason as opposed to like a player who we're locked into unless it's the exact right player. And I don't know enough about the New England Revolution roster to know who that player might be. So I think for me, like it would be money that gives us some flexibility to do something else. Yeah, I think that makes sense too. I think that is the way that I think that that's the way that maximizes the value from this. And I think that brings up like, why is this happening? Because Nick Lima was not our biggest problem this year. <laughs> so he's, he's, he wouldn't be like number one on the list of players you would want to trade or get rid of. But as I've stated on shows before, like he is one of the few assets that you can trade, like that somebody would actually want and be able to like give up valuable assets for. And combine that with him being like a player that we potentially could upgrade on or like would be fine without given the right circumstances. I think that makes, makes it make more sense. He's about to be 29 years old. He's got, we think probably one year left on his contract. Um, and he's a proven MLS level player. And so that means there is a market for a guy like that. The best way to free up budget space as an MLS team is to sell or trade players like this. And so, yeah, like guys whose contracts are expiring, that will open up their cap space. But if you can trade a guy before the, the contract is up, you, you free up the cap space plus extra allocation money or a player potentially in return. And so that you know, like looking for any opportunity to do that is going to be the way for Burrell and company to give themselves the most flexibility possible in the off season. Well, I think that's a really good point. And then, so I want you to kind of walk through, like, like you said, he's not our biggest issue. He's a pretty good player. Everybody loves his like 
ability to throw the ball long and hit Julio in the head. But I've also read, you know, online and other places that he's like not the right player for the way that Josh, Josh Wolf wants to play. And I don't quite get that. So maybe can you expand on, upon that a little bit more? Yeah, I, I, I think one thing I said last week is that he's like a sixes across the board guy. And so if it is the the revolution that he ends up going to, like that is a team who likes to play like a more athletic and direct style of soccer, probably be a decent fit for that team. Because I think Kevin Morris said, or I was chatting with Tim online earlier today and he said like, it's a run fast, kick far soccer, like old school MLS 1.0 soccer. And like that Nick Lima is quite good at that. And I think he'll fit into that style. Well, Nick Lima, where he lacks is, either like I, th- I think to play this style you want those fullbacks or you want some certain players in certain positions to be able to kind of play these flex roles so you have john gallagher who can kind of flex into that wing back like that winger position nick lima is not great in the final third uh is not really able to like take guys 1v1 he's not like great in those like rondo situations playing in the little triangle situations and so what ends up happening is he he ends up putting in a lot of crosses from that side because it's kind of the only option he has, whether it be based on his own limitations or the limitations of what options he has around him. Uh, but that's what ends up happening a lot. And so I think just because of the player he is, like, again, he's not a bad player. I I think Nick Lima is, is a fine player, but he, yeah, just doesn't really fit what Josh Wolf is trying to do. And I, I think there will be a lot of people who say like, well, maybe they shouldn't try to do that. <laughs> but that's what we're going to do. And so like, I think that's kind of a moot point. Like that's the way we're going to play. And if we're going to play that way, I think Nick Lima is a limiting factor to what this team ceiling is. Yeah, that makes sense. And it, it kind of, um, oh, this is going to be later when we talk about John Gallagher and where he plays. I mean, one thing that we have is like John Gallagher is positionally flexible. And then one would expect John Coleman is going to come back. Um, so like Austin seems like we would have options now across the back line, do, but none of them are great. None of them yeah, are great. I mean, do you feel good about that? If the plan going into the next season is John Gallagher at right back, John Coleman at left back. Like, do you feel good about that? I don't No, I don't. I guess is Adam Lufus <laughs> still part of this equation too? Not that he's amazing, but I mean, I mean, that doesn't make me feel any better whether he is or not. Like, <laughs> that's fair. It it's not upgrading. So by I guess any that means. that brings me back to Josh Wolf. Um, I think it was like the last press conference he had at the end of the season talked about upgrading at fullback, which I felt like when Nick Lima was a fullback, there were other positions that are of greater priority. And now I'm like, yes, absolutely, I agree with you, Josh. We have to upgrade at fullback. So which means he probably knew that this move was coming at the point in time when he made that call. But yeah, it's. It would be very iffy to go into the season with those three guys as your options at fullback all the way around. Like, I feel like you've got one starter and like one position of worry every single match, no matter where you, where you play them. Yeah. I mean, it's, let's say it is Gallagher and Kolmanich. And then we talked about like maybe some second team players coming up. You have Hafferty and Torre who could play those like fullback, wingback positions. Like, Maybe they're going to go with a, kind of a youth movement there, but I I really hope that there is an upgrade coming. And I mean, like, ideally it will be an upgrade, either at right back or left back, and then Gallagher is the starter at the other one. 
the other spot. Yeah, that makes but that would make sense. I think even if you can bring in someone, this isn't the ideal situation. I don't want this to happen, but I think this is a net positive. Even if you just bring in someone at the same level as Nick Lima, maybe with a slightly different skill set, but like the overall, let's say like the same FIFA rating, just to like put a number on it. Uh, but, but more suited the way Austin plays. Yeah, but also you're bringing it like, let's say we do that, but bring them in on a free agency contract. And so if we can bring in that player on a little bit less money or the same money, plus we're getting this extra allocation money or whatever we're getting from the trade for Lima. I think that is still a net positive, though smaller than if we could actually get bring in a, a much better player there. Yeah. So like, what do you think the the plan is here? Because like the most cynical part of me thinks maybe this is just Austin shedding an asset that can be shed because there's value and that from all the levels, all the expectations setting downward from Rodolfo Burrell's press conference a few weeks ago that maybe that Austin does try to roll with just what we have right now. Yeah. Like they, they to, don't actually have say, a plan right now. It's there's just no, like, we can no, move this guy. So we're going to, and we're going to worry about the rest later. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah, not even worry about the rest necessarily during the winter, but like, we're going to, this is money. We're going to acquire money that we can save for the summer window, which we believe is the more valuable window. And like Austin's just going to roll with Gal Galleon, John Colmanich for the first half of the year. Like, do you think that's a possibility? I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put money against that. Um, if we can upgrade in some other key spots, then it's not the worst thing in the world because I mean, yeah, Gallagher, we're happy with him. Lundqvist. The guy's, the guy's an all-star. Like, I feel like we should probably, yeah, like, we've been talking him down a little bit, but yeah, he's, he's fine. It's whoever's not Gallagher, I think it becomes the issue. Yeah. If, if we can upgrade in some other spots to where you're not asking so much of those guys, maybe it's fine. But, uh, I, I hope we're upgrading. <laughs> I guess we're getting into more rumory areas now. The first one, I don't we don't really have a ton of on this, but Danny Pereira posting some cryptic Instagram posts. It's one of these where you could it could read as like something weird happening or just like I don't know, just it could read D as just Danny like, had a bad day. I mean this is yeah. this is the <laughs> this is the over analyzing Instagram part of the off season for sure when it first starts and for sure before we start getting announcements, but it's also the things that we have to talk about right now. Yeah, and but you, if you combine that with, uh, so he didn't start the last couple of games of the season. Um, some other whispers going around about potential moves, and then I know, like, I've heard that there were op offers for him, like firm offers that Austin could have taken earlier this year to move Pereira. And so it's, it's like not surprising that someone might be interested in him. Right. So a, like how upset would you be if they did move Danny Pereira and like, what would it need to take? Like, what would, what would make you happy in return? Well, if you would take, it would take a whole lot to make me feel happy in return. And I mean, not only like, okay, so moving Danny Pereira would be, frustrating in a lot of ways one i feel like it's a picking the system over the talent on the roster Two, like danny's generation adidas and is probably on like a club friendly contract in terms of salary so like i feel like that is going to be a problem to move him I, I think that probably goes away though after you think it goes year. away this year because ga, GA contracts year. are three years and so i think okay. the next year would put him on a senior spot 
and probably more money. I'm not sure if it was like a, a guaranteed option that that money's yeah. already set or if it was something renegotiated, but it's going to be, he's going to hit the cap more than he has, although probably still quite low. I was going to say it's probably probably quite low, so it's probably still less than a Danny level player would cost you. If, oh, yeah. He's proven from acquiring within the league. So, yeah, it would be hard for me to find a way to like the idea of Danny Pereira going out. Yeah, I I think this is true of any young prospect that hasn't reached their full potential yet is if you sell them, you want to sell them for an amount or trade them for an amount that is worth you giving up the future output from them. And so you, yeah, you like, there's a reason most of like the super high transfers in Europe are like younger guys. It's because you're paying for potential. And so if we let him go for, peanuts i would be quite upset but if it were a, a sizable amount of money i mean i've i've been vocal about my uh like my criticism of of danny's game and again it is because i believe he can be great and i like want him to improve these things so that he can be great but i do think that like he without the right people around him he can be limiting again, to what Austin wants to do. And so if the right number came, I would I would take it. I would for sure take it, but it would need to be the right number. Well, I guess that's where the, that's for me where the rumor that that it's within a league is is a, like the biggest problem for me because it, it, I feel like it's hard to find the right number to trade him within MLS. Like if you're like, oh, we'll transfer Europe for whatever and maybe it's going to be, you know, less than you might get otherwise, but you can use the money, then like, I'm, and I'm probably good with that, but like an interleague thing becomes hard for me to find how we can get the value out of him that we should, unless somebody's just like super in love with Danny Pereira and wants to overpay, which has happened sometimes yeah. in this league. Yeah, recently, like there's been some really big allocation money trades in the last year. So if we could get one of those, yeah, maybe it's good. Maybe so. Well, do you want to talk about a rumor of a player returning and full credit to We Are Austin TV? slash top flight i think it's we are awesome tv i don't remember exactly which version it is but. yeah and I, I think uh vanilla mexican is is uh from twitter is included involved in this one as well so this is ethan finley they're reporting that he will be coming back next year not a big surprise right like we kind of expected of all the guys who were up like contracts were up or on option years like he would be one of the ones to come back he's currently on four hundred twenty-five thousand. i think as long as we can get him at slightly too significantly below that number i think this is a no-brainer yeah i would completely agree he was was a very productive player i think he played a lot more than austin expected him than we all expected him to play this year sort of given the other options on the wing and so and he's also like a glue guy which austin has showed they probably need as many or more that that Austin has right now. Yeah. Out of that. So like I'm not at all surprised by that. Yeah. If you got a big fat raise, I would not like that. Hopefully it's like the same money or slightly less. I feel like it's one of these deals that um hopefully we'll get the details. Well we won't get the details of it until we see the rosters till we till we see the salary numbers come out from MLS MLSPA. But like depending upon the contract value, it could be a great idea. Yeah. Uh some more potential player news is there's reports out of Paraguay saying that uh, Johan Romagna's loan will not be renewed for this coming season. Um, the main reason being money. I, I'm based on like what he's on here. I would guess Austin is already paying a, at least a little bit of 
uh, of his salary down there. I there was report. I think Tom Bogert reported there was a an option to buy him. It seems like maybe Olympia did not think that the the juice was worth the squeeze on that one, and are not interested in buying him, and maybe not even interested on in loaning him again. The report was saying that he's he'll return to Austin FC, but like, do we actually think that means he's returning to Austin FC or is that like on paper, he's coming back to Austin FC, but actually we're going to loan him again. Yeah. I think actually he gets loaned out again. It was just like the deal with Musa Gite, right? During the the early part of the season and Pochettino. Yeah. Where like, I cannot imagine a scenario where he ends up back in Austin. Um, One given like death at center back is not Austin's problem for one thing, like top line talent is a problem, but like where he slots in as the fourth or fifth best center back we have. And then also there's a clear spat between him and Josh Wolf, like talking trash about each other on social media. And it's like, I don't see any way that he comes back into this system and this coach knowing that Josh is going to be there. So yeah, he's probably not going to be at Olympia, but he's also, I feel quite likely not coming back to Austin. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he's, I, I know there's a few people who would argue at this point. I don't think he's better than any of our first three and then probably worse than some of the makeshift options that we played this year. But let, let's pretend that he is like our, like, let, let's just say this. Let's say that he would have been useful to have this season. I'll seed that point. Maybe that's true. I kind of don't think it is, but maybe it's true. I still like, he's not good enough to play significant minutes for a good MLS team. And during the season, that's a different question. But in the off season, that is the question now, like for the money he's on and the talent level he's at, is he a value add to the team? I think the answer to that is a resounding no. I totally agree. Especially given the money, like there's gotta be other options out there in the world um, or other places. Austin can spend the money where it makes more sense. Yeah, so hopefully they can find uh, a decent loan for him or or somewhere to sell him or something like that because um, I think him being... I mean, just with the amount of money we're spending on our other center back options, like we can't really afford to spend a lot of money on on backups at this point, and that's what he would be. So yeah, we, we need to find another place for him for sure. Um, as far as other roster decisions go, we were... Kind of hoping maybe we get them today. Uh, it looks like I was checking earlier today. I think only three teams have released their roster decisions so far. And so it, it we're not like late necessarily as far as like the teams who are out of the playoffs right now. But I mean, it could happen tomorrow with our luck. It will probably with our luck, happen it'll be a, tomorrow. Yeah, Halloween announcement. Yeah. Uh, but it might not be. I mean, like it's with the seasons ending differently every year it's hard to kind of predict when it's going to be but i mean it wouldn't surprise me if it happens the day this comes out it wouldn't surprise me if it happens two or three weeks from now like i really don't know what it's going to be um but we did get some confirmation from sofianja falls instagram uh posting kind of a goodbye tweet saying like he's leaving and so i think we all kind of knew that was going to happen anyway uh <laughs> there was uh, some posts from Jackson Walty and some other guys that were just alluding to the fact that Sophie maybe didn't have the best time here in Austin, which probably doesn't surprise anyone either. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he pops up in the future. 
yeah, man, what do you think about that? Like, I feel like from what we saw of him, there's some potential, and I wish we would have seen more out of him, but I guess it ultimately doesn't matter because it was just, it's one of those deals, it became obvious when he was not even making game day rosters that it was just not going to happen for him and Austin. Yeah, I mean, it feels kind of like Jared Stroud where I know last week Adrian was saying that he felt Stroud was like was kind of hard done by. Maybe that's true. Like, I don't know what happened in training or like between him and Wolf, if if he gave up or if Wolf was just like, okay, you're not fitting my style. I'm done with you and just banish you to to never making the match day roster again. Like, I don't I don't know where the truth lies there, but. But but it's the truth. And like, we can't you can't go back. Right. That's what has happened has happened. And it makes total sense going forward that he's not a part of the Austin FC project. Yeah, where, where I was going to go with that is like, I don't, maybe Sofian Jafal gets a few more minutes this year. I don't think it changes a lot. Um, I think he's a decent player, but like he's not, I don't think he changes much about this team. And so I'm not going to mourn that part. If he was mistreated or like not treated fairly, then that sucks. And I, I feel bad for him there. But as far as changing the results this season, kind of the same thing with Jared Stroud, like, I don't think Jared Stroud was going to be successful in this style of play that we are using. And I said, like, if he goes to a pressing team, like he'll probably do quite well. And he did. He went to St. Louis and has been a pretty good player this year. So, yeah, I mean, if they if these players are getting mistreated, that sucks. And like that's going to affect bringing in players in the future. But as far as like, yeah, what they were going to do to change Austin FC's fortune, I don't think it would have changed a whole lot. Well, let's talk about a couple Austin FC two players that we have a little bit of news on. Yeah, we've um, got uh, Micah Burton in camp with the U17 national teams preparing for the U17 World Cup. Those will kick off uh, here in a couple of weeks. So they'll play their first group stage game on November 12th against South Korea, on November 15th against Burkina Faso, and then November 18th against France. And so I think these are all going to be on TV too, like not on straight i think it's like fs1 and some other outlets i can't remember exactly where else but not super hard to find which is exciting that we'll actually be able to watch some of this uh as far as like burton's role here i don't know that he's going to be like a nail on starter but based on past competitions over like the last year or so he's going to get minutes and like probably get minutes in every game and maybe start some of the games so uh, will definitely be worth tuning in to to see those games because we're, we will very likely get to see Michael play some minutes. Yeah, and then we also had news about a uh, non-U.S. national team player. So Sebastian Pinot, um, I guess, what was it? There was like a letter from the Peruvian national team sent to Austin FC to ask for his release, which feels yeah. very like antiquated and like a father, like, you know, a, a, like a, a boyfriend asking for a father's hand in marriage. Like they, they sent like a carefully <laughs> scripted letter via boat to, to Austin FC two or maybe something yeah, different. I was reading up on this. I, it, it seems like to me, it's just a request for the, the like parent club to re- release the player for a national team camp is all it is. And so uh, it, the report seems to be that he's going to get released to the first team, which is, Pretty interesting. Like Peru's not the strongest national team. I was looking through players they've called in in the last year. Quite a few MLS or former MLS players. A lot of uh, players from the Peruvian league. And so it's not like a super high level. So it's not, uh, it's 
it's not inconceivable that he would get called up, but it is unusual for an MLS next pro player of like at that level to be called into a national team, even of this caliber. And so I, I think it's more likely that they're checking him out for the uh, Olympic qualifying tournament. That's going to happen early next year. And then probably have their sights on using him for the Olympic squad if they qualify. And cause uh, you see that this with the U S team, sometimes they'll call in really young guys, just to get them in camp and get an eye on him. But really they're looking at him for a, a younger group. It feels like that's probably the case here. So, I mean, if he is, if he is getting looks with the first team, that's amazing. Or with, with, with the, like the top team, that's amazing. But even if he's not like getting any big international minutes like this or, or looks like this would be really good. Yeah. We talk about that a lot, right? It's just, it's good for Austin FC overall to have as many players in the system as involved as, involved is in as many team national team like camps or programs as possible just because it shows that we're building strength up and down the 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 system which will ultimately pay off for the first team yeah if nothing else it should raise uh transfer valuations as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah if nothing else for sure all right uh anything else jeremiah have we covered all the news we need to no let's uh take a break and get into over under yeah, so we're going to be joined by Marcelo Tesson. Earlier this year, you'll remember that we did an over-under prediction game that Marcelo put together for us where we guessed – Marcelo set lines for us and we guessed whether Austin FC or certain players would would over-under achieve on those things. Uh, spoiler alert, we did a bad job. <laughs> but for the, uh, second, for the second year in a row, I think. Yeah, I think that's we were, right. I think we were better this year than last year. Really? It's still not okay. great. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we also had some listener responses as well. And so Marcelo kind of gives updates through there, th- throughout as well as to, to show like uh, how good the listeners did. And so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with that. Moon Tower Soccer is brought to you by our friends at FVF Law, the official injury lawyers of Austin FC. FVF is a different kind of personal injury law firm dedicated to community, transparency, and client education. You can go to FEF.law to find out what makes FEF a different kind of injury law firm and why understanding your legal options can dramatically change the outcome of a case. Once again, that's FEF.law. Amplify Credit Union is a member-owned financial cooperative that serves the needs of Central Texans for over five decades. Amplify's team lives and works in the community, making them the experts on how members can achieve their financial goals. What makes Amplify different? No bank fees. Amplify is the first financial institution in Texas to put an end to bank fees. In 2022, Americans paid almost $8 billion in overdraft fees alone. Millennials pay an average of $336 a year in bank fees, which works out to six Austin FC game tickets per person per year. You'll pay none of these bank fees with Amplify Credit Union. Amplify membership is open to any Texas resident. Learn to trust your bank again at Amplify Credit Union. To learn more, go to www.goamplify.com slash Tower. Our premier sponsor, McGuire Woods Consulting, helps companies and nonprofits navigate the political process. Whether it's at the Texas Capitol in Austin, at City Council in Austin, or at the national level in Washington through lobbying, communication strategies, and general advocacy. With offices across the country and in 10 MLS cities, including Austin, Houston, and Dallas, McGuire Woods Consulting is solidly Verde and Black. Learn more about our friends at McGuire Woods Consulting at mwcllc.com.
All right, we are back. We are very happy to be joined once again by the official Moon Tower Soccer Game Master, Marcelo Tesson. Marcelo, thank you for joining us. We're always thrilled to have you on the show because it means that we didn't have to prepare anything. I'm always happy to be here. It gives me something to do. <laughs> and this is especially, uh, I know I was like nervous whenever we recorded the over under predictions because then i'm like actually on like under pressure but now we essentially just have to listen to you tell us how many times we were wrong right right you guys, were, I, you guys were significantly wrong oh good <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like you will take more joy in how wrong we are than probably we will and we talked about this off air but like this feature of having the community involvement and maybe learning how much smarter the community is than us will also be a nice addition to this game yes 61 people uh came onto the like we we set up a Google form for everyone to participate in the over under list after we aired the over under and 61 people responded and added their over under picks so we have a nice sample size of listeners and uh and some people who did really well uh, we have a median score we have all these different wonderful statistical things that we can talk about so whenever we're wrong we're hopefully not alone and wrong like we will, were sometimes I'll, I'll, last year <laughs> I'll say this uh as a little like tease uh, one of you is over the median, and one of you is under the median. Mm. Both, uh, and by with by the same margin. So sy symmetrically, you two make made up the median. All right. Uh, is there? Do we need to run over any reminders or anything for anybody before we get into the results? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think we can take them as we go. Generally, uh, um, generally, these were based on. Uh, all games that I could find information for, not just MLS games. But uh, uh, if there's something where like something has to change, I'm able to change it very quickly. So if we need to make a call in the moment, we can do that. Okay, cool. All right, well, let's jump in. What do we got first? So the first one was based on uh, a very interesting narrative because the first one was goals against within the first 15 minutes. Last year, Austin FC had a big problem getting scored on early. They had 11 out of... 55 goals against scored in the first 15 minutes. Uh, the line we set was 9.5. So will they, how will, will they improve? You both said under and it was <laughs> under, <laughs> but probably not for the reasons we expected it to be, huh? Yeah. They, they always came out real strong on those first 15 minutes and then petered out. And now we have a new problem, which is going to be a spoiler alert, going to be a, uh, 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 an over under next year is gold against in the last 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I didn't count it, but it was pretty clearly under uh, 42% of our respondents said under. So, so it's a, a pretty even split there. Not really even, but anyway, that was the first one you both said under. So you both get the point. Uh, the next one. I'm very happy about this one. 0.5 Rodney Redis goals witnessed by the public. No hearsay. <laughs> will he score in a way that we will all see? He did once in MLS. He did once in U.S. Open, I believe it was. And, it was. Uh, New Mexico United. Say? It was a banger. New Mexico United. And then he also did. He had one MLS goal later. So you both said over, and it was over. Uh, so both of you believed in Rodney. 37% of the listeners said the over. So the majority of listeners did not believe in Rodney uh, to be able to score once. <laughs> I, I love this because I honestly did not remember what I said on that one. <laughs> oh, you guys got to go in blind. Well, uh, I think I, I think we're going to... One of the things that's going to hurt me later is I feel like Rod, I thought Rodney was going to have a lot more chances to score in like US Open Cups and Leagues Cup and things like that than um, 
he ultimately ended up having. So that was where I was going and over. Yeah, oh. I think that that sounds familiar now. I think that's I think you may have said that. And I said over because of that reason. Oh, the lines are insane because we all thought this team was going to be better and continue their <laughs> like their quality in some way, because all the lines are super high, like under is a lot of times the correct answer. Um, OK, uh, next was three point five comeback victories by Austin FC. They had, you know, uh, Landon, you said over Jeremiah, <laughs> you said under and it was under. Uh, I don't think I, I can't remember a single comeback victory. Like a really iconic one, at least. Maybe I'm missing one. Is there one where they came back from behind a little? I don't think. I don't know, man. I mean, there may not have been any at all. There, there's certainly not th- four. So there's... it was un- <laughs> it was under. Uh, let's see. You, so Landon, you said over. Jeremiah. So Jeremiah gets a point, and I have thirty seven percent. Thirty seven percent of the uh, of the viewership of the listenership got it right. So, so Marcella, you may not know this. You may not have recorded this yet, but have the listeners been right yet at this point? The majority of listeners, let me see, have not broken 50% yet. That will change. Okay. But so far, they've the majority has been under 50, under like they have not majority won yet. Okay. Um 29.5 Brad Stuber PK save percentage. We this was predicated on the idea that we'd see more PKs because we were in tournaments and there'd be tiebreakers. Yeah, he had 28.6 last year. Landon, you said over. Jeremiah, you also said over, but it was under. I looked it up. It was zero. How many did he actually face this last year? Like three or four or something. And I don't think he got, he, he didn't save a single one. Because it's probably inflated by shootouts too. Yeah. That like was the just, idea that we were, we were going to see shootouts. Yeah. We thought we might see shootouts. Uh, and again, 37% of the group said uh, correctly under. And uh, no, that's not right. Sorry, thirty-one percent said under. So even worse. Uh, so so far, not doing well. Nobody's doing well. <laughs> this is a hard game. Okay, this is gonna be. This is gonna be. This is the the, the theme. Um, all right, two point five. Kippy starts on the first team. Ooh. Oh, Kippy I'd... starts on the first team. I'm so sure he... I said over, but I don't know if it's. If that actually happened or not, uh, is all competitions, uh, all competitions. I looked it up. Yeah. Uh, you it's, both said over. Uh, and we were both we were both wrong. Oh, wait, hold on. I, hold on. I, I, I've got this weirdly. Hold on. Let me let me double check that because you said over and Jeremiah said under. That's what one note has. But then my other sheet says that you both said under because on the Google form, it said Landon said over. Jeremiah said under. So I'm going to trust the Google form. I'm pretty um, sure I would have said over. Okay. So that changes things a little bit here. Not by much, but it changes things. Okay. Uh, it was over because of Cascante's injury. He started a lot more than we thought he would. It was I, uh, He had three in MLS. So even if he had even more than that, he was still over the line because Cascante got hurt at the beginning of this season. So we had to rely on Kippy a little bit. Much yeah, it looks like he started in both uh, Leagues Cup games as well. Yeah. All right, next one. This I don't. I think I don't know where this line came from. I think maybe we all just tried to ballpark it. Maybe I think Seth might have helped me with this. I don't want to like call out. I don't want to embarrass him. But it was players who play on both the first and second team. And I remember we defined this as they have to be on the field. 
to not just list it on the bench, but on the field. Okay. And what was the line? <laughs> the line was a, a comical 8.5. <laughs> I'm pretty sure oh. I got this one right. No, because you both said over. No way. I have, I, hold, on, hold on. Actually, again, what am I, wait, what am I doing here? Did I, I'm not paying attention. Landon, you said under Jeremiah, you did say over. So uh, Landon gets another point. I don't know why we, I don't know why I have, I, I have, I, I was, I was like, I did it in an hour and I probably didn't do it well. <laughs> um, yeah, again. Landon, you, the answer was, do you guys know what the, the like, can you guys name what the answer, the correct answer was? So can you name all what, what's the criteria here again? They have to actually be on the field in any game for both teams. And what are we defining as a second team player? Anyone who shows up on the second team and who shows up on the first team, not about the contracts or anything like that. Okay. So it's going to be Kip Keller, uh, Val Noel, CJ Fodre. CJ, yeah. Is that all? That might be all. That's it. Three players played on both. Um, okay. Next one. Uh, Zardis starts in any game. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because the question was, how much is he going to be the guy? And versus like with Uruti and all these different things. Like the question, I think there might, I, I thought there would be a, more of a position battle. And while there wasn't so much a position battle, injuries. <laughs> there was a health old, battle. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was an, we are old battle. Um, and uh, and I used the line twenty eight point five based on his number, like when he was at his peak for Columbus. So, um, or the last game, or like the last number of starts he had for Columbus, or maybe the last number of starts he had for Colorado. One of those things. So, will he start to the same frequency that he started earlier? Landon, you said over. You're like he's the guy. I remember that. You're like he's the guy. Jeremiah, you said under, and it was under. Now, Wait, and thank- what was what was the line again? Because twenty eight point five. My- starts starts okay yeah and yeah and we were also thinking like we we're gonna play 55 games this year <laughs> yeah that's right. yes yeah marcelo um, do, do you have like a running total as of right now for those of, that may not be like fault who may be driving responsibly and like not uh right now taking, landon taking is in our winning, car right now right now landon is winning four to three okay um but zarda starts 28.5 and after this one jeremiah you're tied four to four with uh, Zardis starts in any game because uh, it was under. He had 17 in MLS. And if you even if he started every other game we played, it'd be under 28.5. So what you're saying uh, is what save what the, the, the lack of competitions outside of MLS is what saves you on research, basically. More or less. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. Like, you had to look at no, almost nothing else. Now, I, I forgot to list some things about some stats here, which is that. On the previous one, on the Kippy one, Kippy starts on the first team, 37% got it right. And then for players who play on both the first and the second team, 62% got it right. They said under 8.5. Okay. The first time the, the, and then now Zardis starts in any game, the vast majority, 78% said it over and they were wrong. 22% got it right. So almost everyone agreed with you that Zardis was going to be the guy who was going to start every game. He was going to be like the dependable striker. Was this before or after we interviewed Zardes? Because I feel like we got everybody I was, all excited. I think it was, it was after. It was after. I think it was after. Yeah, we everybody was fired up about him then. Everybody loved him, even the people that had questions. He's such a nice him. guy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's like he's delightful. I hope he starts every game. Like maybe this will be the beginning of having a striker. Um, now, 
I'm pretty sure I'm right on this, but the next one was 0.5 goals scored by Zardis not using his head or his feet. <laughs> oh no. I don't I don't think he had one. In order to have one of those fancy said, goals, I, I you don't have think to have goals. One. Yo, first of all, you have to have goals. Secondly, yeah. one of those goals. Um, I'll say this. The and, and this is kind of a meme answer, and I think a lot of people pick this as kind of a meme answer. Uh, like 89% of the people playing picked over because they wanted the meme answer of like, he's going to shoot with his butt. (laughs) And both of you also said over and everyone was wrong. I've, this is how strong the legend of Jossie Zardes is. I played in a pickup game where uh, a guy brought his 13 year old son and his son scored like a crotch goal just because of like how the ball like came into the area and whenever it went in, he turned around and said something about Jossie Zardes as he was celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we couldn't even have some of that magic this year, sadly. Nope. This, um, this year this year was definitely lacking in magic all the way around. All right. So the next one uh, was Austin's rank in the total salary budget when it comes out. The ne- like, like, And we defined it as the late, whatever the latest information we have is, which just came out like a week or two ago, whatever the latest information we have was going to be what we were going to judge by. They were 17th ranked at the time, which seems very low at the time. But this was before Diego's extension, before Drewsy's extension, before Cascante's extension. I think Drewsy's, uh, uh, maybe Drewsy's number wasn't even included in that. Is that true? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. But uh, we said, will they spend more or they spend less? And this is where we got a little uh, definitional. We decided that over meant they're going to spend more, even though the number would be smaller, because that would make it easier to understand. You both said over. You both said Austin's going to spend more. They're going to be higher up in that ranking. You were right. Both of you were right. Uh, were they like fifth now or something like that? And I want to uh, say it ended up sixth after the newest ones, but I could yeah. be wrong. And uh, 52% of the group got it right. So uh, everyone kind of, well, most people figured that that was going to be the, okay. Uh, this was, I don't know why I put this in, like, this makes no sense now, but apparently, but man, oh, it was like an even 51-49 split too. Mm. 1.5 first team appearances by Charlie Asensio. <laughs> well, that's fair. That must've been, you guys had like a really long Slack thread about questions. And I feel like for you, that must've been. What is the most random possible question I can ask these guys like, or something? Who's, like, because so, yeah. like, he was there. He did play the year before. He appeared uh, on at Q two uh, in I think a, I think it was a U.S. Open game or something like that. So we're like, will he appear again? Will he have more? Like that was the I think the the storyline under that. Yeah, uh, I want to say I I went with the under, but I might be wrong. You did go under, Jeremiah. Okay. You went over, and it was uh. under. He had zero. Uh, and he might be one of him. I thought he might be one of those people that appears both times, but uh, f- but like forty nine percent of the group also said under, and they were and they were right. Fifty one per the fifty one percent said over, and they were wrong. So you know, I right. so do you guys feel like we've seen all the Charlie Asensio we're going to see? I mean, twenty twenty one was I his high point. Think his contract is going to be up. I think he's like if we see him in an Austin shirt again, I think it's going to be in an Austin FC two shirt on a second team contract. But do you do that with a guy who's going to be 20, what 24 or something at that point? I mean, if you need to fill the roster spot, I don't think he's going to be like a priority on the re-signing to do list. But if he wants to be here and, and there's a spot for him, sure. Bring him back. But I would guess maybe he would want to go try his hand at a a USL team or something. I don't know. 
All right. Uh, now, are you guys ready to cry? <laughs> sure. Like we're not like we yeah like we have it before, but sure. Nine point five goals by Emiliano Rigoni. Oh man. Nine point. He had what five? I believe. Is, did uh, he get? But, oh yeah, because he went on a streak there for a second. Yeah, the <laughs> so they finally played him as a striker. He was actually effective. Yeah, um, they all came in like three weeks. Yeah, uh, but nine point five was the line. Will he break ten? And it's 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 here's the sad here's the really sad. Drusi had eleven. So like, yeah. like we were being real optimistic about where this team was going to be. Yeah, um, last year kind of ruined us, didn't it? Because yeah. we're like. Because what, what the Golden Boot finished the year with like sixteen or something this year, yeah. And we were like, look. "God, Juicy's going to score fifteen easy." <laughs> like, oh, Rigoni was just getting warmed up. He wasn't used to the team. Is he going to be better next year? Get used to the system. And now you know, he's going to, yeah. Uh, but you both said under. You did not believe in nine point five by Rigoni. You said under. You both said under. You were both right. And the majority of uh, respondents also said under. Again, forty nine percent said under. Uh, I'm sorry, not the majority. The the little, the slight minority. Forty nine percent said under, and fifty one percent said over. So, fortunately, some, some sad. Authors- sad to be wrong on this one. Yeah, or sad okay. to be right, I guess. What's, what's this one? Oh yeah, here's a really interesting one. Um, fourteen point five percentage of there was okay. So there was a question the week before over under, where someone said outside of our core group, who's going to score or like or something like that. Like, and they listed this core group: oh, Diego, yeah. Driussi, Rigoni, Zardis, Finley, and Oruti. They didn't mention Alex Ring. They didn't mention um they mentioned Finley, which is weird. They didn't mention Redis, of course. Uh they didn't mention uh Gallagher. And so the question was what percentage of our goals will be outside that group of Diego Driussi, Emmy, Zardis, Finley, and Oruti? 14.5%. That was based on last year's percentage of goals that were outside that group. Um, where'd I go? Hold I feel on. like it's gonna be higher just because the top group did scored so few. But maybe you're that's exact, still wrong. They, they, exactly they provide more right. opportunities to everybody else. Yeah, you're exactly right. You both said over, and it was over. Uh, you both said over, and it was over. It was. Uh, I have the number here. Hold on, I gotta find it. Um, I did do the research. Uh, the number was thirty six percent. Wow, because Gallagher was awesome, and Ring got a few in there too. And there's uh, <laughs> and the main guys did score. Jack the main guys either, didn't score at all, which helped too. Yeah, Gallagher cracks that. that cracks that top group, and then there's another. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine like other Le- scorers. L- Lima scored. W- Owen Wolf scored. Um, Bisonen has one. Bison and Hedges has one. Has one. Rodney has- Lima. Yeah. Which I guess is good. Like you have a number of different goal scorers contributing. You just need the top group to do better. Um, but twenty six percent got it right. At fourteen, uh, most people picked the under. They they really believed that 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 the the main group would be here. All right, and now we have uh, the one that I think everyone. I think only two people. Let me. I'm trying to make sure this is right here. I think only two people got this wrong. Oh, got it wrong. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna wait. I'm <laughs> and sorry, I'm, and I'm gonna be yeah, one only, of them. I feel, only, I feel like this only is how two, he said it. No, himself. you both got it. You both got it right. Uh, okay. It was four point five appearances by Musa Gite. and you both were like, "Yeah, he's not here." Um. And but two people said over he's going to be back and they were wrong, and everyone else got it right. Uh, so seventy two percent of the group got it right. Sad. I really like him. That hat trick was great. 
Yeah, I feel me. like a lot of Musa's legend is like recency bias because yeah. he was quite bad in a lot of his previous appearances. He's a young guy, so you can like I can see the hopefulness to like, okay, this is the start of what he's gonna be, but he like he literally had like two or three good games and the rest of them were mediocre to bad. So I I'm less uh I wanted the guy to succeed, but I'm less uh, sentimental about him coming back than a lot of folks are, I think. So the next one was when we kind of didn't know anything about what Austin FC2 was going to be like. Uh, and at the time, we had uh, we we had a question of like, who is going to be the goalie? Was it going to be Damian Laws or was it going to be Lopez, Eric Lopez? So I had 5.5 Austin FC2 starts by Damian Laws. This was uh, uh, asked by David Lee, who was one of our one of your listeners. You both said over, and it was way over. He started all of them. Was goalkeeper it was of all the of year? Him. Yeah, no, he didn't. There was one he didn't start, um, where one of the backup goalies started near the end because he was play. He was backing up Stuver or something like that, and uh, and we lost three to zero with that goalie. I forget his name. Oh, it was a sixteen or seventeen year old Spencer yeah, Sanderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sanderson. That's right. Uh, so that was the one game he didn't start, but he was MLS MLS Next Pro Goalkeeper of the Year. Had an incredible career, uh, kind of incredible season. So it was both of you said over. It was over, and sixty seven percent of the group said over. So all right. Well, before we go on to the next one, let's take a break. Yeah. And then you're gonna do you're gonna do some math for us, and let yes. us know where we all stand for now for from here on, and then we'll come back and finish it out. And I feel like you're gonna tell me that I lost, and we've, <laughs> I've been I've been waiting for this for like a week now. Since we started talking about this. Moon Tower Soccer is brought to you by Covert Ford. The Coverts have been meeting the needs of local car buyers for 114 years because of their service, financial expertise, and support after the sale. In addition to supporting car buyers, Covert's an important part of the soccer community and the official automotive partner of Austin FC. And again, this week we want to talk to you about a truck. This truck is the 2023 Ford F-150 Supercrew XLT, stock number 223-0514. It's got an MSRP of $69,400, but with a manufacturer's rebate of $2,250 and dealer discount of $10,157, you can have it on a lease for $389 a month for 36 months. And with $6,000 due at signing, visit covertford.com or see the dealer for details. If you're in the market for that truck or any other new or used vehicle, be sure to check out covertford.com. And Moon Tower Soccer is brought to you by Saves Wilson Realty. If you or someone you know are in need of Sage real estate advice in Austin, talk to our friends at Sage Wilson Realty. Be sure to check them out online at sagewilson.com. All right. Um, so at this time, there's only a few, there's only uh, five left. But at this time, Landon and Jeremiah, I believe, are both tied. Is that right? Which is interesting because you said there's a clear winner. Four. The uh, fact that we're what? tied at the moment. No, you're not. You're not tied right now. Landon is in the lead, ten to nine. It's like one of us is about to run into the ditch for the rest of the match. No, but here's the, the here's here's thing. the here's the problem though. We made some changes along the way. So my old tally was based on the old change. So I I, I have a new tally. Oh, and <laughs> so it's it's, it's, it's a mystery to all of us. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the next votes one came in from Maricopa County. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, new votes came. <laughs> I'm from Maricopa County, so 
Somebody made that joke in a pickup game yesterday. Yeah. If I could remember who it was, I would give them credit so they don't listen to this and think I stole their joke. <laughs> so uh, next one was 4.5. First team goalkeeper starts not by Stuver. Stuver missed some stuff uh, for COVID last year. Also, uh, Tarbell got some starts, but we were wondering, will Bersano get starts? Will Laska starts? Nothing happened. He Wait, got what, was, what was the line? 4.5. There's no, yeah. The games that he misses. Yeah, he doesn't start. Okay. Yeah. So you, uh, another one of those where like, I don't have to like count the League's Cup games that much because he also didn't start any of the, he also started all of those too. Like, yeah, he's one you know, of a handful of players who played every MLS minute this season and every non MLS minute too. Yeah. I think it was just three. I think it was three keepers that played every MLS minute. And that, yeah, that doesn't take into account the other competitions. So you both said under, you were both right. And then uh, and the vast majority of the listeners also said under 63% said under as well. And so everyone got that right. Now, this one, little sad about, and I wasn't keeping track, but I assume it's low. Uh, it was 4.5 number of Mate Con Vos episodes. Um, and I'm sure that was under. Like they didn't. I want to say there was maybe one or two, right? Yeah, one or two, right? It was really empty. And I remember one of the things that we talked about was whether they had to be actually labeled as Mate Con Vos or not, because I don't know that they did any. They had under no that like brand. Yeah. Yeah, I think they might have done like a show or two, like where the guys just hung out. But yeah, even then, oh. like they didn't do four point five five of them. No. So Landon, you said over. Mm. Jeremiah said under, and it was under. Uh, I feel like he, it, I feel like Landon went over just because he loved it so much that he wanted it to not only <laughs> the like show, the but artist, uh, butt goal. Yeah, yeah, not That's only right. the show, but like the name of the show. I think is like one of your favorite things about it. Is that right? It's so clever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very clever. Yeah, Marcelo. I think there's probably still a lot of listeners and Austin FC fans who don't get like the pun of the name. Would you like to explain it? Sure. So, uh, mate con vos, uh, literally translates to mate with you, but it's also mate con vos, like mate conversations. So, uh, I didn't get it until you explained it to me. It's brilliant. Uh, yeah. It's good stuff. I don't, but, I don't uh, even know if they meant it that way. No. But... <laughs> And and what's interesting is the vos word is very specifically Argentine yeah. Uruguayan. Vos is you in Argentine Uruguayan Spanish as opposed to tu, which is the info. But no one no one uses tu there. They use vos. Right. Um. So thirty six percent of the group got that right. Uh. Everyone really wanted those Mate con vos episodes. I so, bet. I bet everybody from Handsome Boys Modeling Football Club missed. Yeah. Like, I bet it's a hundred percent people who wanted to go over on that one. It literally was. See you never. <laughs> oh man! For nothing, Marcelo. With with Maxi Aruti's are you gonna have to change it now? Up. No, I'm leaving that forever. Okay, he'll always have a place. But in in our thing. show closing, it is, uh, it's Maxi's voice, it's then Driusi's voice, and then it's Diego's voice. And so Driusi's gonna be the only voice on there, and he says like one word or something. I can't remember what he says. <laughs> we are we are going to say see you never to Maxi. That's Sorry. right. Thanks for nothing. See you never, Maxi. Oh, and, um, the, and I mean that with love. <laughs> uh, this line is insanely high. Um, six point five, six point five players who miss an MLS match due to yellow card accumulation. Six point five. That can't be right. <laughs> that seems insane because we had what? Like I think it was two, two, two last year. Yeah, and I think it was. We had Valencia two this year. Danny, you know, right? Like we had I one feel like this Cascante, year. Danny's the only one who missed. Oh, did, did Cascante not miss one 
this year? Maybe he got a well, red. Either way, it wasn't six point five. Yeah. You both did said it, under, and yet fifty yeah, percent of the people said over. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, did Danny like count multiple times last year? I don't know, man. But I mean, that's he, a lot. He was. It says, oh, very it says close here, to getting a second I, one last year. It says here there were seven last year. Really, seven people. What's wrong? <laughs> what? I don't remember this at all. I don't know how to quickly fact check this, but okay. Pereira, Driussi, Ring, Cascante, Uruti, Felipe, Felipe. That's why. All all of those guys had above five and could have potentially gotten. I don't think some of them played enough to get to the accumulation, but seven still sounds wrong. <laughs> the the spirit of the idea was: Will we? be better with fouling and we kind of were except for danny so yeah i don't remember what our if we had any deeper logic then that number sounds high or not yeah uh but you both said under and 50 percent of the group agreed with you all right here's a fun one uh and i love the ones where you guys split uh so this is a good splitter one jersey number of the first goal scorer of the season (laughs) 9.5 if you go over, you're buying into Driussi, you're buying into maybe um, Gallagher or Diego Fagundes. If you go under, you're buying into Zardes, you're buying into Rigoni, you're buying into, you know, so Rodney's on the over. Like, so there's, it was a question of who are you Rodney, pick, yes, exactly. Right. And uh, Landon, Landon, you said over. Jeremiah, you said under. And it was Driussi, so it was over. I think uh, I was w- trying to will a Cascante goal into being. I think that was my reasoning here. Um, this one was split again, pretty evenly. Fifty-four percent of people said over. Um, okay, and here's here's another sad one. The last one of the main the main group. <laughs> Seth set this line for me because I was like, "You're an expert. You tell me this." Forty-seven point five total matches played by Austin FC. Which was the idea of like forty-seven point five point five, yeah, thirty-four regular season plus leagues cup plus CCL plus the MLS playoff. Oh yeah, like, I remember it being like, oh, it's a three-game playoff. So clearly, there's you yeah, know, there's a bunch playoff, of games, leagues yeah. cup back and forth, like the group stage in the leagues cup, and then the tournament stuff and CCL of uh, home. Oh, away. CCL, yeah, so, clearly. Violet. So I remember, I remember at least at one point being a bit more down on like the extra competitions than most people were and saying like, we're going to crash out of at least one or two of these because of the mat, like the fixture congestion. But I can't remember if I let Jeremiah's reasoning talk me back into it. So I don't know if I got this right or not. Landon, you said under. All right. Jeremiah, you said over. I totally remember that. I felt like that was an easy over for me there. And Clearly, I was very wrong. Again, one I wish I was wrong about. <laughs> the uh, 29% of the group got it right, Jeremiah. So like a lot of people were real bullish that we would make a big run in one of these things. Because that's all we needed, right? It was like one of those. Like We didn't need to make it in all of them, but we just had yeah. to maybe yeah. not, maybe not, bound out in a minimal, minimum number of matches against Violet, for example. Or, yeah, I think everyone... Or every, and there was also a question of whether the Violet match were, were going to happen. At the time. Oh, because, that's right. Yeah. And I think maybe, Len, I think I remember that you said uh, that match isn't happening. So I'm going to go under because that match isn't happening. And, uh, and that, you know, it, it happened, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Well, so I'm Rotaric. We hardly knew you. Yeah. So with this, you guys are not, like originally in the original calculation before I when I did this incorrectly, Jeremiah, you were ahead of Landon, but now you're tied. And so we had a tiebreaker. Of course and you had a tiebreaker. I, I, I didn't research the tiebreaker because I thought, oh, they didn't tie, so I don't have to. Um so but now we have to figure this out. The question is Will Galley play more minutes on the left or on the right? And hopefully you guys can tell me whether he played more minutes on the left or oh, on the right. It's clear. He it was on the left, right, Jeremiah? I feel like he started a lot more matches on the left than on the right. All right. And well, I think this is I think this is one where we agreed to disagree only for the sake of making this like a good game. And probably both <laughs> thought it was left. Correct. I guess. Because Landon, you said left, and Jeremiah, you took the right, which means Landon squeaks ahead. I was all ready to be like, Jeremiah wins, but Landon, you squeaked ahead on the tiebreaker. Uh, it was left. Thanks for being a good sport in the name of entertainment, Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever I want it takes, sh- man. Let's shout out some of the people who did really well on this because you guys each had 13. The median was 12. Mm. So you guys both beat... Well, I, I, originally, I had one of you at 13 and one of you at 11. But now with the corrections, the, medium was, the median score was 12.4. Uh, the lowest score was seven. I'm not going to uh, mention who. Yeah, that let's was. not call that person out. <laughs> the lowest score was seven. There were a couple of eights, a nine, a few tens, and then most people got in the 11, 12, 13 range. And then a few people really, really stepped up. Uh, we had a three-way third place. Top. I want to name. I want to name the people who got first sec. Who did the top three score levels? So uh, three people got the third place score. So Michael Wehrmeister, Travis Beck, and Tim Thompson each got 16. Uh, I'm trying to look at this thing here. Uh, and everyone in this, everyone who did this also said that Galley would play on the left. Tim so. is Tim is a big like stats head, so it doesn't surprise me that he did well here. Uh, in uh, For the second highest score, uh, Scott Reeves and Z Subani both got 17. Wow. They only missed two each. Uh, and then finally, standing alone, Hunter Hansen with 18 correct. He only missed one. He only missed alone one. Alone on top of way to go, Hunter. Yeah, alone on top of Mount Olympus, as they say. Yeah. So we'll Here, send Hunter some stuff. So which one did he miss? That's the question. You guys want to guess which one he missed? Was it a stupid one? Yes. <laughs> Was it Charlie Asensio games? No. Uh, Rodney read his goals. No, it was the Zardis butt goal. He guessed over <laughs> he for guessed the meme. Over. He threw it for the meme. <laughs> he, he did, did it, it for, for the, the meme. vine. <laughs> he did it for the vine, did it for the meme, but it was not over. If he had gotten under, he would have been a perfect score. Uh, but he missed that one. Uh, but congratulations to, to, to Hunter. Thank you, every, and thank you to all of our listeners who played. Uh, if you want to know, what your score was and you're on the Los Verdes Slack, you can DM me directly and I'll be happy to give you your score and tell you how you did. Um, uh, we can also, if we want, I mean, I don't think we need to publish like the PDF I have, but like we definitely like, like this was a lot of fun to, I loved having the listeners come in and give their opinions. So I think that that's going to, it was a lot of fun to compare like the hive mind versus y'all. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, use the excuse that we were put on the spot and had to think of something in the moment as the reason why we did worse than so many listeners. <laughs> you guys beat the median. We, so didn't, many... we didn't crack the top three. Uh, not though, by much. Yeah. 
And how yeah, many people uh, just say played Barcelo? Is it 60? 61. 61. Cool. So, and, 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 and going a little bit further, um, two people got 15 right, a bunch of people got 14 right, and then a bunch of people, including y'all, got 13 right, and then a bunch of people got 12 and so on. So, uh, but yeah, uh, in that, there was a very nice little bell curve from like the top to the bottom. I feel like we didn't even really like publish the, the public game that much either. So I think we could maybe do a better job of that this year and get a lot more people. In yeah, there. that'd be great. And it's not that hard to compile the statistics. I will. I want to give you a little bit of bragging rights here because I'm going to name some people. Uh, you both beat Phil West. <laughs> and you both beat Seth Rao. No way. Oh, well, that's that's actually I'm surprised by that one. Yeah. Um, You both beat Adias. Uh, Adias Silva. Stuck on who's, that, been, who's, who's been a guest on the show. Yeah, I think there's there's some other people here who I recognize from Slack, but like those three, because I know that they're all there. They've been on the show before. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, yeah, and they'll probably listen and want to know how they did. So that seems like a good, good, good group to call out. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anyone up up here on top. You did not beat KDN sign. <laughs> and she will relish that fact for sure. <laughs> Actually, hold on a second. Yeah, no, you guys tied with Katie Ensign, so you didn't okay. lose. But, but uh, yeah, so this was a lot of fun. Um, I'm really, uh, I'm, and uh, I and like last year, when it's time to come up with next year's over unders, we'll be soliciting uh, suggestions from the Moon Tower faithful. So maybe put out if you want to put out a Patreon thing and ask for suggestions for over unders. The real key is like I would love to have lines where it's really fifty percent every time, so you could really go either way. The, that's the hard part about predicting these lines is like sometimes yeah. you're like. You think it's going to be something that's clearly not that like eight people getting yellow card accumulation. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, this is a, a lot of fun and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully next year we'll go under on everything and then it will be, we'll be delighted when everything is over. That's we'll right. Do better. We'll, we'll be happy to be wrong about yeah. most of them. Yeah. Marcelo, do you want to go ahead since you told us like 35 minutes ago about your plan for an off season game? Just like tease that out a little bit. Cause I like, think that would be exciting since we got you. Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, last year we did a, a Jeopardy challenge where Landon versus Jeremiah. Uh, we had Landon versus Jeremiah in a Jeopardy challenge. That was a lot of questions. So I'm trying to find something with fewer questions. Uh, and so we're going to play. Uh, we're going to do a who wants to be a millionaire style trivia challenge during the off season. Landon and Jeremiah are each going to get on the hot seat and going to go up. Uh, I believe it's what is it? Ten questions or or uh, whatever. I'll look at the the whatever the millionaire thing is and, de and deliver the questions. They will all be multiple choice. You will have the ability to 50, 50 once you'll have the ability to phone a friend. <laughs> we'll have some friends standing by ready to be phoned. Uh, if you want to set it up with some of the, the guests that we've had on the show before, and then you'll also be able to ask the audience. We will be able to pull the Los Veritas slack in real time. We'll have a group of people online at the time, ready to be pulled in real time uh, to answer questions uh, and hopefully uh, we'll see who gets to the top, who gets to win a million dollars of fake money. Of scam. <laughs> of scam. I, will, I, I will do my Regis impression. Uh, and it'd be really cool if we could put the background music behind everything, like the the really tense, like, doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> we'll try that and see what happens. Uh, that, that may or may, I'll, I'll work on that. But that's going to be the idea. We're going to do who wants to be, who wants to be a trivia master, a moon, a moon tower air. I don't know how to. I'm, I'm, I'm workshopping. I'm we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. And uh, and and if you guys want to invite a third person, of, of someone like maybe Kevin or someone who's been on the show before, to come in and do it with y'all, um, we're happy to have them. So I think we could we would have the time for at least for probably three at most. So 
All right, cool. That sounds great. Well, Marcelo, this was a lot of fun as always. Thanks so much for all the work you put into being the games master for us. Uh, but yeah, we really appreciate it. And thanks for coming on again. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. We want to thank Marcelo one more time for joining us. We'd like to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe. This is uh, the day this show comes out. It's going to be the last chance for you to get a review in for us to donate some money to Community First. So do that if you can. Um, if you want to continue the conversation, come find us on Twitter at LVHero87 and jbentley underscore ATX. And then at Moon Tower Soccer on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And then um, check out the Patreon. I put some rewards in the mail. So if you are waiting on yours, uh, it should be coming to you. If you have been a member for a while and haven't received anything, let me know. It likely got lost in the mail. And so <laughs> I'll need to maybe get an updated address from you. And then check out Phil West Substack, verityallday.substack.com slash moon tower. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with hopefully some more Austin FC news, hopefully some more roster decisions. Um, and I think we'll try to finish up the listener questions we weren't able to get to last week. Until then, I'm Lane Cottom. Jeremiah Bentley. We'll catch you next time. When no one is around. Think for nothing, you never. La gente. Oh my God.